Hey everybody, welcome to the IBU Podcast. This is your founder and your host, Isaiah Johnson, speaking to you. I would like to introduce you to our co-hosts, Micah, Demarcus, Julius, James. This podcast is all about sensitive topics to bring unity and not discord. Are you ready? Here we go. Amen. I tell you, you, this episode is going to be exciting. I see you're going to be blessed by it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited to get ready and get started. Um, I know my day has been good, and then it went down to not being so good. Mm -hmm. I got stranded on the freeway and picking up James in Fort Worth. And so my car stalled out, and we think it's Mm -hmm. probably maybe a gas line or something Mm -hmm. like that that's going on with that. So keep it in. Keep my car in your prayers, and also I sold my Crown Big too, so I only got one car now. But I'm planning on getting a Rams truck, a Rams truck, and people. Mm. So uh, I can't wait to see what God's gonna do for that. You know, God gonna bless you anytime. You know, you ask for it. You know, pray about it. God's gonna bless you. you know? Amen. Yep, got that right. Yes. Yeah. The Bible says, mm-hmm. yeah, the Bible says that you know you have not because you asked not. Preach, Julius. Mm, yeah, amen. I know. Amen. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. Man. Hey, James. Hey, James. How was your week, bro? My week. Honestly, I didn't do it my week. I sit at home, mm. did absolutely nothing. Mm. I <laughs> Man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good right now. Get my picture. Oh, yeah. I relaxed. I did one day of work. Collecting my paycheck. So I had a good week. I got was, paid to do nothing. Was it a good mm-hmm. paycheck? Oh, yeah. I make a 1000 a week, sir. Mm, sir. Good. Gucci. Is that with taxes? Is that with taxes? Don't worry about all that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, a 1000 a week. I make about that, you, curious. No, you don't. You ain't stop capping. You only make up around like 800 <laughs> Yeah, but with tax, without, without, with taxes, I make about 1000 Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say how much I made when I was on unemployment for. Yeah. Okay. Shut up, Isaiah. <laughs> I was I was making bank when I was on unemployment, man. Man, make it. <laughs> yeah. But how about you, Micah? How was your week? It's been great. I mean, God has been surely yeah. blessed. Our company just announced profit sharing, baby. Mm-mm. Money, money, money in my pocket. Man, I'm excited about that. But guys, our company did also announce another thing that they're doing is they're doing a uh, player team. So um, mm-hmm. I, Julius, and a few of other of our coworkers are on a player team. We get uh, player lists every single week. The things Amen. to play for, which we're excited about that. But guys, if you guys have any player requests at all, you can email yes. us at independentbaptistunitedpodcast at gmail.com. I'll have it in the 
show notes for you guys. So if you guys ever have a quest, I'll share it with all these guys and we'll, we'll dive in prayer for you. Man. But or, man. Any, or any questions too. Like you, any, yeah. Any, yeah. Yes. And we'll and try to answer guys, them on the show. So. Yep. And also guys, um, I know y'all probably been waiting. When are we going to have the preaching episode coming in? Well, I'm going to be getting a hold of Michael Avila and uh, we're going to have him and uh, he's going to mm. come here and uh, preach on the podcast soon and uh hopefully that'll start uh what is it this day sometime this month sometime this month cool. we'll have it so Amen. i'm excited i'm pumped up to see what god's gonna do with michael Avila. i'm telling you you're gonna be uh i think god's gonna use michael Avila in a great mighty way mm-hmm. and i'm not talking about now but i'm not not i'm not talking about on the podcast but in the near future i tell you that man has that i said that man has a touch of god upon his life and uh he's always in his bible loves the lord and as a fire for God, uh, I gave up. Uh, I passed down the Heroes of the Faith page, and probably a lot of y'all that's in the Innocent Fun Basket probably heard of the Heroes of the Faith page. If you haven't, go check it on Facebook. But uh, uh, I ended up giving that page to him, and, and he just turned it into something that I probably can't reach those type of people that he's reaching now. God mm. is doing with him mm-hmm. and, and the Heroes of the Faith page also, and also with him being in Bible. But yeah, keep praying about that and that's coming up soon and i'm excited about that amen, today, amen. uh does anybody got any questions nope oh, okay all right, all right all right but today we're going to talk about lordship mm. amen and, uh, i think every single one of us have dealt with lordship especially oh, yes. if you have been part of the independent fundamental baptist and uh i tell you uh i'm gonna give out my story but before uh I'm going to give out my story, and Dan's going to give out his story. Before we give out the story, I'm going to have Julius give us some scripture on this stuff. And uh, I'll probably give out some scripture, too, uh, before I get in my story, too, also. All right, Julius, go ahead. You got the floor, man. Yeah, amen. So the book of Jeremiah, chapter uh, 23, verses 1 through 4, says this. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor, saith the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, against the pastors that feed my people, ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doing, saith the Lord, and I will gather the, the remnant of my flock out of all countries whither I have driven them and will bring them again to their foes and they shall be fruitful and increase. I will set set up separates over them, which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. Matt. Mm, that's, that is good right there. I'm gonna read mine. It says in March, it says in Mark chapter seven, verse seven through thirteen, it says, How be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for mm. doctrine the commandments of man, for laying aside the commandments of God, ye the tradition of men, washing of pots and cups, and many other such like things ye do. And he said unto them, Full we uh, full will ye reject the commandments of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. For Moses Ooh. said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whoso curseth mm-hmm. father or mother, let him die, um, die to death. But ye say, if a man shall say to his father or mother, 
it is Corbin that it that is to say a gift by what so by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. He shall be free, and ye suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother, making the word of God of none effect through the through your traditions which ye have delivered, and many such like things mm. do ye. Mm. My my my. That that sounds good, right there. I have to mm-hmm. do one more. And Amen. Chapter two, verse eight. It says, "Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy in vain." Yes. Deceit mm. after the tradition of men, after the rooting of the world, and not after Christ. Mm. Ooh, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. that would preach. Those verses are from my article that I'm working on and making, and it talks about uh, why is the IB on the climb now. I will say this: that title, some of y'all are probably shutting shutting off your your your. You probably swiped on up because you said, you know what? If you're talking about the IFB on the climb, you, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing, I will say this: the IFB is on the climb in certain areas, in certain circles. Um, uh, you look at other preachers in North Carolina, West Virginia, South Carolina. Man, God is doing a work over there. Uh, and something that's going on in Texas too. And God is doing a work in Texas and Oklahoma. God is doing a work in, in places. But I will say this. God is not in the mouth of this mess when we use cover-ups, when we use mm-hmm. traditions such as lordship and spiritual abuse. And when you try to play like you're God when you're not, can I tell you, God is not going to be in the mouth of that mess. Yep. Uh, I was going and I was happy. I was actually getting comfortable. I was actually making friends and stuff like that. And then out of nowhere, it was a month later or two. Uh, out of nowhere, uh, the youth pastor came up with a list and said who was supposed to be leaving, who's going to be leaving the class, and they were going to split the class in half. Well, it turned out to be they were splitting up the bus ministry, taking all the kids that were uh, from the bus ministry out of that class and putting them in a separate class, and I was one of those kids. And I was heartbroken, and I kind of hold a grudge against that for quite some time. Eventually, I got over it, and um, I never understood why. Uh, looking back at it now, I can see why, but. I felt, you know, it could have been different. Um, but I remember um, I ended up going back inside the youth group. I ended up going to youth conference and where eventually one of the guys said, oh, you can come over here. And I was like, oh, no, like, this is out. So they brought me over there, and I ended up going to the actual youth group at our church and started getting involved in there. Uh, but I still hold that grudge against the youth pastor. And really, I really, t- to this day, don't know what really happened in that mm. situation. But I was yeah. really upset because, you know, they split us up. They split us apart. And, you know, we felt connected to the church. We felt connected as a whole. But then to get taken apart like that, it kind of hurt our spirit and kind of put our spirit down. But um, I remember I was going back to the youth group. And at first it was fun. I'm not going to lie. You know, my first youth conference was uh, with the football team. And that was the best time of my life I ever had. Going to camp was amazing and i loved it but then just was some things that changed inside the youth group and um it was eventually starting to be where the youth pastor wanted to change a lot of things and do things that were differently that just didn't sit right with me um but eventually god 
God, be, I've been, I continued to grow inside the church and stuff like that. Ended up going to start, my first job was at the church, doing landscaping and stuff like that. And uh, pretty much, um, I remember when I got that job, James probably remembers too, <laughs> I started working there. And um, it was, it was, oh, it was good at first for a week. <laughs> it was good at for a week, and then I started realizing this is I kind of made a mistake <laughs> coming here. Um, but um, let me just start off with the old lordship side. I remember there was one time inside the youth group that um, a lot of guys was being called to preach inside the youth group, and it was I. I'm just gonna be honest with you. You have a full youth group that's called to preach, and they all 100% called to preach. Something's not right there. Everybody's going to be called to preach, mm-hmm. trying to force something to happen. Right. Yep. Come on. Um, I remember um, the ex the youth pastor asked if uh, whoever's going to preach for youth rally, y'all can come by, by my house. I'm going to have food like that at the church. And so there was a couple guys that went there, but I didn't go. Uh, my first time preaching was at Watch Night. It was my first time. No, my first time preaching was at a youth rally. Yeah. Mm. And in Decatur, Texas, at a church, and um, uh, but I remember like I started preaching a lot more often at that time as a teenager, and I started getting more serious with God and getting on fire for God. But I remember that day when he asked, it was a Sunday school, James was there. I remember he asked, he said, mm-hmm. "Hey," he said, uh, "He said I'm," he said, "If you if you want to preach, uh, come to my house." So people went to that house. I knew God was not laying a message on my heart. I always believed that. If God didn't give you a message, you shouldn't go behind mm-hmm. the man of God and preach some water message God didn't ever put on your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's not me. I always felt like I had to have the touch of God upon my heart to go preach a message. Because I believe, you know, if I had if I knew God put it on my heart to preach a message, I believe God would use me in a great way. Amen. No, that, that's good. Preaching. Yeah. Um, so I decided, you know, God didn't put a mission on my heart. I'm not going to go up there and preach. I don't think it's right. And this was right around the time I was working at church. And so the next week came around, and he actually got that he took to his house <laughs> to, to go <laughs> preach. He asked them all up inside the Sunday school class. He said, hey, are y'all going to preach on uh, next Saturday? And nobody, everybody said, well, I got to do this on Saturday. Well, I got to do that Saturday. He looked at me. He said, well, I say, are you preaching? I said, no, sir, I'm not. He said, well, you're going to preach. I was like, I looked at Jay. Yeah, I said, who are you talking to? I, I, I looked at Jay. I said, I, he ain't talking to me. <laughs> I know he ain't talking to, to me. Yeah, y'all think we playing. Is that how we week? Yeah, yeah. I was like. Talking to me. I was like, hey, hey, you like that. When he said that, he said, y'all going to preach. I said. Yeah, he, Who are you talking to? He even said it today. He like, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, well, you gonna preach out there? I look behind. <laughs> Is that another Isaiah? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I know. Is that Isaiah? Oh, so, so, so he said that. So, like me, you know, that's funny. I believe in having respect for for people. You know, respect for your adults and stuff like that. And so I didn't say nothing inside that Sunday school class, but. The next day came around. Work came around. I went to work and 
he asked me if I could take out the trash for this one lady and stuff like that, which it wasn't my job. And I was going to do it, but, you know, I was mad. I was mad at him, so I didn't want to really do anything. <laughs> and he said, I told him no. He said, excuse me? I said, I looked at him, I said, I didn't like how you talked to me yesterday. This is just me and him. Now, you know, the Bible talks, see, see this is what they use. They use Matthew, uh, what, what verse is it? Chapter 18. Ma- Matthew 18. And they, and they talk about how the way you got to talk to to a brother or sister. You got all my yep. brother or sister talking in private. And so I did the biblical way. You know, I talked to him in private like he should have done, but, but he, he didn't. So I, I talked to him private. I said, I don't like how the way you talked to me yesterday. And uh, he said, he said, what do you mean? I said, first off, I said, I didn't go to your house to eat up your food, man. <laughs> I said it just like that. I said, I didn't go to your house to eat up your food. I said, they ain't, they, they ain't your food. But I did it. I didn't go to your house. I said, I knew God didn't put no message on my heart. I said, so I didn't go to your house and eat your food. I said, I didn't do you wrong and dirty. But for the fact that you're going to tell me I'm going to preach? I said, and then he, he, he said, well, I am your youth pastor. I do Ooh. have the right to tell you when you can preach. He said, hey, boy. <laughs> he, said, he said, I do have the right to tell you when you can and when you cannot. Whoa. Wow. That's what he said. That's what he said. And I said, this. I said, I said, did you call me to preach or did God call me to preach? I said, because the last time I checked, you wasn't there whenever God called me to preach. God called me at a young age. I don't remember you being a part of my life. Hmm. I, on top of that, I didn't hear your name. I didn't hear your voice coming down from heaven saying, I was there. I called you to preach. <laughs> I, I didn't hear your voice. So, so why are you trying to tell me you have the right to call uh to tell me when I can preach? He said, Well, do I have the right to tell you when you can't preach? I said, it don't matter. I said, at the end of the day, I ain't going behind no man of God pulpit and preaching some watered-down message because you want me to preach. That's what I said. Because you want me to preach. And then and then he got mad. He said, well, I, I, I say, you need to be a man. You need to be a man. Tell that to my face. I said, let me tell you something. You want me to tell it to your face? I said, if I wasn't a man, I said, if I wasn't a man, I said, if I was, if I said, if I wasn't a man, I said, I would embarrass your heart behind, behind that pulpit that Sunday when you stepped there and told me I was going to preach. I said, but I had enough respect for you to come and talk to you behind, um, behind closed doors. I said, that's what a real man does. Then he said, and then he said, um, what did he say? He tried, he tried to, this is where he, this is where he really messed up. He sat there, I think it was like, he was like, well, are you going to take out the trash? I told him, I said, last time I checked, that really wasn't my job. I said, my main job was to really do landscaping. It wasn't really take out other people's trash. I said, you know, you have somebody else assigned to do that. And he said, well, if you're not going to do it, and you're just going to disrespect me and oh, go over my authority and abuse my authority, then I'll just fire you. I was like, whoa, hold on now. At one point, you were talking to me as my youth pastor. Now you're talking to me like you're my boss. I had that right. And this is what he knew. He knew that his thing, I'm, I'm just going to say how much they would give me. They'll give me $68.88 every single week. Now, I don't trip over money, you know, and stuff like that. At that time, my family was struggling, okay? Whatever penny amount of money that we were co- that was coming inside the house, we used it. James knows it because every time I got my check, what did I use it for? Groceries. Groceries. That's it. Groceries. I didn't have no car. I rode my bike, my bike back and forth to church to go do the lawn and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I hmm. that, that went straight to groceries, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, so so that's how much they would give me. And for him to sit there and say he was gonna fire me if I didn't do what he said because he got upset because 
I was right about, you know, you don't sit there and try to tell me when I can preach and when I cannot preach. If you're going to tell me I can't preach, I'll go preach on the streets. You can't stop me. You know, and, and, and this is what he said. He said, you sound like a rebel. You sound like a rebel. You <laughs> sound like oh, a rebel. But, but yet again, it's like, I sound like a rebel whenever you sit up here trying to abuse your authority. Mm, yep. Come on now. Preach. I'm trying to sit there and try to say, I'm a rebel. But you abusing your authority before God. Mm. Mm. Come on. My, my, my. I'm going to stop right here. Let me tell y'all something. Oh, don't stop. Keep going. No, I, I got to stop right here. Like this, is, I, I got to preach right here for a second. When you let a man, and here's the thing, y'all pastors and stuff like that, and I'm talking to you, these pastors and preachers and deacons and stuff like that, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. At the end of the day, deacon boys, let me tell you, you don't run that church. God does. Pastors, <laughs> You don't run that church, God does. You get your final authority from the word of God at the end of the day. I got my Bible right here. I mm. get it from the word of God at the end of the day. You Amen. It ain't your ministry, it's God's ministry. It ain't your church, Amen. it's God's church. Let me tell y'all something right here. Y'all, this is this is what a lot of people forget. And this is what members need to start stepping up. Come on. Don't y'all yep. let no man of God or, or, or a pastor or a deacon start letting this power mindset get to the head. Because mm. at the end of the day, when Come you on. get to their head, Come on. accountability. Mm. Yep. They 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 got so full headed with power, they 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 lacking la accountability. They don't mm. got no count Come accountability on. around. Yeah. Yep. Come on now. Come on. Yep. This is got traditional men inside the church nowadays because we have a lack of accountability. It's more a uh, uh, man mm. doctrine than it is the Bible doctrine. Ooh. Yeah. Come on, park there a little bit. Man made standards. Pre exactly. Preferences. Exactly. Mm. I'm just saying, y'all gotta stop doing that mess because, like, come on. Once I said this last time on the last episode, when you start trying to act like it's your ministry and you start letting power get to your head, I'm telling you, it ain't your ministry. It ain't. God's Ooh, ministry. come on now. Hey Amen. That's good, bro. Corruption. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that Saturday came around that youth rally. They was supposed to preach. <laughs> <laughs> Jay was supposed to preach. I was supposed to preach. It was other guys that were supposed to preach. Mm. So <laughs> I gotta I gotta tell the story, Jay. <laughs> so they came around, we went to a church, a Baptist church in Fort Worth, and uh they said, Now preacher boys, if you if you call to preach and you you got a message that put on your because this is what he did. This was this was youth pastor yet before I had to say it. He told us if we did not bring our outline. Mm -hmm. He was not gonna let us go to the youth rally. Yep, couldn't go to the rally. That's what he said. Now this let y'all know, like this is this will let y'all know that this guy was really manipulating his power. Why would you keep a teenager from going to a youth rally? They, they, you know, they're gonna get something out of it. If they're gonna get preaching out of it, why would you stop them from going? Cause they didn't want to preach for you. Cause at this point, it ain't about God. At this point, it's about you. Hmm. Come on. You Look good in front of you in, in front of image. It's an image image base. It's, that's what it was. Self-righteous. It ain't about you no it ain't even about it ain't even about God no more. It's about you. So that's what he said. He said, We gotta bring our outline. So I brought my outline. And he looked at <laughs> and my outline out of his hand. I showed you. I tell you, I did. I was not happy. Because right, like, let me tell y'all something. Y'all don't play with God. Stop playing. Don't yeah. play with God. Don't try to make don't try to push yourself and try to make yourself like you God or something, because you ain't. You ain't. I can't stand that. I can't stand that. Yep. Better God. Yep. I, I snatched that paper out of his hand. I took it out of his hand. Now, I might have been wrong, but I took snatched it out of his hand. And Jay gave his paper. 
got it back. A lot of men, uh, a lot of preacher boys, or so-called preacher boys, because, you know, they was out of nowhere, was called a priest. Yeah. Got their message, so then we all went to Lakeland Oh, almost at the church. <laughs> we went to a Baptist church in Fort Worth, and, uh, and uh, the guy asked, he said, if we have any preacher boys, come on up here and go up in that back room in the family. No, it, it was a youth pastor. It was, youth it, was, it was our youth pastor who was up there. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, well, he said, if there's any Oh, boy, boys, man. And go up there and, 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 and go in that back room over there, and, and uh, we'll, we'll show y'all where y'all need to go so y'all can go preach. I kid you not. You talk about a boycott. At boy, church uh, inside boy. the auditorium, it was a boycott. <laughs> we all, we all oh, heard man. it, but we all sat down and didn't say nothing. It was one preacher. Now, now this preacher, right? This preacher boy that's from our that was from our youth group. He is a not. He's a yes. he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, he's in his Bible. He prays. He he's not. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a love for Christ. I I give him that. He was the only one that stood up and went to go preach. We all. Yeah, you go, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You going up there, preach, preach, yeah, preach, preach. Yep. You know how to preach. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you got the allies. <laughs> so, so he goes up in there, and are you pastor said that he? He was not happy. <laughs> me, he was livid. He was mad. He was mad. Till this day, he never brought it up to it. Never said nothing about never it. Never said nothing. Never tried to stunt ever again either. Mm-hmm. Never tried it. Well, eventually, uh, so yeah, that that's that part of the story. Throughout the course of time, my life inside that youth group, I hate to say it, I was not happy. Mm-hmm. The control, the man-made control. You have to do stuff this way or that way. It wasn't really even Bible. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you know, for a person that lived for Christ. You know, you you ought you ought to be happy by doing something for God, but for me, I wasn't. I wasn't happy there. Yeah, because it was more man made control than it was God using. You know, here's the thing. And this has to do with this lordship stuff. I noticed this, and I don't, James. I don't know if you noticed it, but a lot of invitations are done on a schedule basis. Yep. You go to North Carolina. I'm gonna use one of the preachers' names. Mm. Come on. Yep. Or you go to these camp meetings or Great Baptist camp meetings. I, I listen to these videos. I've never been to these guys' church. But I listen to their, their messages and I listen to their videos and their sermons and their, their services and stuff like that. And I see the touch of God upon these young people's lives there. Mm. I see it. They they went and sold by the dozen. Now, now that's that's a ministry. And and one thing I realize is this is that our churches are so conservative. Now, now some of y'all preachers in the past, y'all gotta listen to this. Y'all so conservative and y'all so much on a schedule base. Come on. Get the Holy Spirit mm. inside your service. Mm. Preach. Preach. So park, park there. Park. I'm always, I'm, always, I'm just saying, I'm always mm. park. things in decently in order. But when it comes down to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. yes. You can't stop the Holy Spirit. You can't put the Holy Spirit on a schedule. Hey, yep. if there's no order when it comes, the spirit is gonna do it in his order, not in all. Amen. Or well, I'm on. just saying, man, when everything is based on emotionalism and not based on God, that's when you get all of his lordship coming into play where they'll make you make yeah. a decision. They make you yeah. hard to preach when God didn't even do that. That's what the preacher said. Mm. Yeah. Come on. Hey, I, I got you. 
I just gotta say it. I just gotta say it. A lot of these conservative churches, y'all got so much on the schedule base, y'all forgetting to let the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Y'all got the Holy Spirit on the time schedule. Yep. And y'all authors not getting filled. Mm-hmm. The reason why the altar is not getting, you know, filled because God's not doing it, so the man mm-hmm. has to manipulate the services so they can bring people down to the mm-hmm. altar. We call it, no, we call this guilt trip. You guilt trip people to the altar. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, there was like, oh man, no, you never hit this altar, no, like in a year or so like that. It was like, you know, shame on you for not coming down to the altar. It was like, I don't need an altar to get a hold of God. I got to look on the Holy Spirit living inside mm-hmm. of me. So it was like if I, you know, if I get go to the altar to get it right with God, man, I would never get be able to get saved. I was like, I don't need no sticking altar. I was like, you know, I could call God is everywhere. He's an omnipresent. So why mm-hmm. do I need to come to down to that? You no, know, that stupid altar. I mean, I'm not against altars, but it was like you guys making. It was like we live in a day that these guys, and what I mean by guys, these preachers make an idol of the altar more than actually putting God, you know, at the center of your heart. They make God the altar. He ain't that. Like, the only way you can get right is if you go Mm -hmm. to the altar. Because the reason why they say that, guys, and I'll be honest with you, I'll be frank with you, is because that's what they see. It's numbers. It's the image. what they see. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Man, like, I've heard so many messages. I've been guilt-tripped so many times to preach, like you said, Isaiah. So many times. I've been in one last week. A whole, whole, whole week of preaching. I but I really guilt stripped so much like you said Isaiah about preaching when I've never been called to preach number one I never even felt led to preach number two and God's never given me a message to preach I ain't pre- I ain't preaching if God doesn't give me a message that's just stupid I'm wasting people's time yeah and, and, and let me just say this let me just say this when it comes down to these schedule based stuff y- y'all forget to let the Holy Spirit mm-hmm Y'all put the Holy Spirit on the schedule. But you look at in West Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. They, a couple years ago, they had the Burlington Tent Revival. Were that on a schedule base? When they set nope. that up? No. It started inside a church. And it, mm-hmm. go, it grew so big. And revival broke out inside the church. It grew so big, they had to get a tent. And that revival yep. was for probably like, I think, 12 months. I mean, not 12 months. 12 weeks. Yeah, 12 weeks. 12 weeks? Mm-hmm. For, you can't make this stuff up. Why? Because the Holy Spirit showed up. They didn't try to put it on control base. They didn't try to put it on a schedule. Can I tell y'all something? Mm-hmm. Too many of these conservative churches. Look, I'm all for conservative, but when you go so far to put uh, the Holy Spirit as conservative, no, 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 no. Thank you. And you, you, you yeah, you trying to put God inside the box. The Holy Spirit shows up on His time, not your. Time. Amen. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, 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 this is why we want to say this. Because throughout the course of time in my years in youth school, it felt like I was getting worse and worse and worse. I was getting not, I was not happy. My fire was just out. Mm. It led to mm-hmm. not going smoking as much anymore. My later years down in the youth group, it led to where I just didn't really feel like going to church. I was just, I was, I, I hate to say it, but I had a pure hatred for church at that point. Mm. Wow. Same. Yeah, come, come on. on. Me too. You gotta do stuff this way. You gotta do stuff that way. I couldn't be myself. They Come on, park there, park, park there, bro. Mm. Park there. You couldn't be yourself. Park, park there. I, I, I couldn't be myself, and they wanted me to conform to something that they wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. And it got worse and worse. I was just not happy. I remember I was, I was living in the old apartment, and it was before that financial problem went down. And I told Jane, I said, Jane, man, I'm just not happy. I said, I really don't know how long I got left. I'm just not happy. He could tell I was, I was. 
I was mm. out of it. It was not the type of Isaiah that you would see preaching behind the pulpit. It was the Isaiah that you would see just was just dead, cold, and shallow. Mm. No, like I didn't have a soul in me. I was just dead. I had a pure, I'm sorry, I I hate to say, but I had a pure hatred for church. Mm. Pure hatred. But my last year going in the youth group and stuff like that, I said, well, you know, I'm gonna go to camp and go to the youth conference. It's my last year, stuff like that. Camp was the first thing up in the summer. My last year at camp, I remember they had two guys come in and preach and stuff like that. And you know the guys. You know one of them. They preach like that. And um the message they were good, but it was like nobody dead. Oh yeah. Dead. Yeah. Our use our, our our teen camps used to be booming around 150 to where that last year. Park there, bro. Park there. To where that last year of my youth group years, it was around, I think they only had 60 to 70 kids showed up to camp. Yep, that's Mm. just like us, man. Yep. God, at my young age, at going to junior camp, we've had over 200 kids going. 200. Yep. Yep. A lot of things out of this world, but yet again, it's like, I see C.T. Townsend and them over at that church, I'm looking at them like, they reaching kids by the dozen. Young people, yeah, they surrender their life to Christ. I, I can t- name you several young people that are younger than me that are 19 or 18 years old in Bible college right now and have a fire for God when they preach. Yep, amen. Fire for God, and I'm like, Nate White, that around here, I don't see that around yep. here. I don't, and I yep. see that. I'm like, man, I wish I could be a part of that. Mm. Yeah, I'm telling you, right now, in this day and time, this is why I started noticing it's this whole control based service. Religion. When you, start, the, when you start controlling the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit ain't yeah. gonna show. Holy Spirit just leave. Yep. And I'm, yep. I, I'm camp, and in some of our youth conference, and in some of our Sunday school, and our some of our youth groups, youth group, they got so dead and cold. God ain't in it no more. Yeah, dude. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you say God is in it, is in it, and that's not just in your realm. Yeah, that's in. It's our realm. Hundreds Our, and hundreds yeah. of churches because they they got to a point where they have a schedule that if yep. they don't go by the schedule, like, or you have to have your special days, like eat a goldfish mm-hmm. Sunday. Everything is orchestrated. You yeah. have to have a spe- you have to have a specific song. You got to have a specific title. They no yeah. some of these preachers are told what to preach. No the portion of scripture that you know or the theme that you're supposed to preach before they even comes like how is the spirit supposed to move mm-hmm. when you're trying to tell the preacher what he ought to or not to preach it's like is it that yeah come on and god figured that no yeah let him and god figure that out when yeah i, I, I let, me, let me see this i'll shut up the day and the moment that you know mm-hmm. you try to control the holy spirit that's when your church or anything you try to do ministry wise becomes a call yeah i'll say that again the day that you try to put the Holy Spirit inside a box or on your schedule or try to mm-hmm. tell the Holy Spirit how to do its job and try to tell other people how to do their job, you become part of a cult. You're mm-hmm. not a church anymore. Come on. You're, that's a cult. Uh, one thing I was going to add, one thing I was going to add, and I'll, I'll be done too because of the, but when every single song has to be about what is going to be preached, I, dude, mm, 
I'm just All saying. We have that over here. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. Like, man. Just like, as oh, I am 15 that. times. Oh, dude. Just like, as I am. Dude, like, if, if the message is going to be about faith, like, every single hymn, it's got to be, yeah. like, faith is the victory, man, which is a great song. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that it's not. But when it all has to be about faith, like, wh- where is the spirit in that? The spirit can't move. The spirit is constricted because you have to, yeah. it has to be about this. Like, you're trying to manipulate the Holy Spirit. That's what you're doing. Mm. said my last year uh i went to camp and we had that guy preaching and uh pretty much uh nobody was going to the office and like i said you know when you like i already said what i said there but nobody was going to the office i remember out of nowhere our pastor was there uh but he wasn't there when we had to talk now at that time Dane wasn't even going to church at the time he was gone <laughs> he i got gone. kicked out yeah he got kicked out about it. Yeah. So <laughs> I love how you guys are so lax about that. Like, yeah, I got kicked out. It was no biggie. I, I, hey, when, when I start talking, I'll touch on it. I ain't gonna. I just I'm gonna touch on it. Okay. But cool. uh, my uh, I remember, I remember out of nowhere he asked all his mighty fat asked all for his teenagers that were part of his youth group to go to the rec center. So we all walked in the rec center. We sat down. Look, I'm already a senior inside the youth group. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to hit the dough after the summer over. I'm out. I'm not. I'm not looking back. Praise the Lord. And so we all up in there, and all the teams in there. Everybody's in there, and our youth pastor said, "What's going on? Why is nobody going to the altar? I need to know right now. Why is nobody going to the altar? Everybody quiet." Mm. He started asking the seniors of the youth group. He asked so and so, and he gave his answer. Okay, and then he comes to me. He like, I say, why? Why nobody going to the office? I said maybe, maybe people are scared. Maybe people are not going because of the. Maybe it's because of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's <clears> reason <throat> or something like that. I I don't even know if I said the Holy Spirit. I think I said maybe the preacher's not strong. That's what I said. He said, so is that the reason why you ain't going? <laughs> 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 I'm dead, bro. <laughs> I'm dead. Is that the reason why? I said, no. I lied. Okay, I lied. He said, so what is it then? He yelled, like, loud. What is it then? And I was like, you? Okay, yes, that's the reason. That's the reason. Bro, what was the reason? After that, after that, I walk. As we walked inside. I walked inside the dorm, and there's one guy, and you know who he is. And uh, he said, "Hey, buddy, you all right?" I said, "Yeah, I'm fine." I, at that point, it's like I wasn't even phased by it. It was like I was just done. I was literally like done. I was yeah. fed up with it. It's like I was done. And, and oh, oh, and, and while that was going on at that rec center, he said, "He's like, some of y'all preach, but I shouldn't even let y'all preach." And that where it really upset me because now you're trying to use that. That's abusing blackmail. That is like yeah. abusing, literally abusing authority. Your authority, you're abusing it, literally abusing it. Mm-hmm. He said, "I shouldn't even let y'all preach." I never Whoa. forgot that day. Whoa! Wow! I never forgot that day. I never forgot that day. Mm-hmm. I remember walking outside that rec center. I was just, just lost. Mm. I didn't know what to say. I went up to him, and this is where they got me. This is where that control mindset. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and this is what I said. I said, "I said, you know what? You're right." 
you know, maybe that's why I didn't go to the office. He said, well, brother, you can make that right and stuff like that. And I, that, that Sunday night, I mean, not Sunday night, that, that day at camp, I'm telling you, the whole youth group was at the altar. <laughs> at the altar. I will say this, y'all. I'm going to say trapped. this. If you're watching. Guilt trip. I'll say this if you're watching right now. Looking back at I wish I would have known more that I know now. Yes. Back then. I yes. I called that stuff out a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Come on. You too. I would have. Yes. But I was so uneducated, so hmm. ignorant. Yeah. Not Come in the Bible. Not in, I'm talking about not in the word of God. I didn't know that was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was just, but I knew it was not right, but I yep. didn't know what to say. Yes. Come on, bro. Know, preach. I didn't, I didn't yes. know that, that the word of God was against that type of stuff. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's because the authority that was in your life would never teach you that. Mm-hmm. Yep. They won't. I remember that day. I, I remember that day the altar was built. And people started going to the altars left and right, saying they were called to preach and stuff like that. And that's when I realized, I was like, this is a joke. Halt, <laughs> I was like, halt. this is a joke. Yep, a joke. And so I remember youth conference came around. I don't really have much about youth conference. I know youth conference, but I was just not. I was ready to go. I remember when I, whenever it was my last thing, they used to get me to go speak behind in front of teenagers about like reading your words and stuff like that, the words of encouragement and what they should do, stuff like that, since you're leading youth group. I gave my words of encouragement right when I walked out of that door. It was like heaven opened up. It was like, I, I was like, I was like, I was already seeing the light. <laughs> I'm serious. I know you may sound funny to some people, but it was like I already was seeing the light. It was like I'm getting out of this. Yeah. I was, you know, you know, you know, here's the thing. If you feel so happy to get out of a youth group, that should tell you something. Yeah. Because you ought to not be feeling happy getting out of youth group. You ought to feel sad because you might you like, wow, I learned so much here. I got so much out of it. Oh, I remember I, I'll tell this one story and I'm gonna have to shut up. Okay. I remember <laughs> I remember um uh, uh I was going to um we had like this little connect group thing going on at our youth at our youth group, and I remember I was still working at the church at the time, and I remember uh, he said he said, "Well, he said Isaiah, I just want to let you know that you know you're invited to our connect group." Because at the time I was preaching, and you know, uh, supposedly I was one of the good preachers that were preaching, and he was like, um, he was like, you know, you're invited to the connect group, but your brother's not. I'm like, okay. And he like, so I just want to know if you're on board because you, he said, you're going to get an invitation, but your brother's not going to get an invitation. This is what he was doing. This is what I found out through the grapevine because a lot of people were a part of the YouTube still. It wasn't that many, but it was still a good number. And I remember that he, um, he ended up giving out those invitations and supposedly come to find out he was giving out to the ones that he thought that were spiritual enough. Let me tell y'all this, and I'll say this so many times. None of us are perfect. Mm-mm. None of us deserve the mercy of God. Mm-mm. None of us deserve the grace of God. Mm-hmm. But where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Amen. What he was doing was pretty much he was picking and choosing that who he thought that was spiritual enough. Now hold on now. You're picking and choosing who you think is spiritual enough, but what does God think? Yeah, come on. You see, the Bible says this man looked with on an outward appearance, but God looked upon yep. the heart. You yep. cannot tell me you know their spiritual uh, viewpoint or their spiritual levels 
when you're not even God. Mm-hmm. I don't get why these preachers and pastors. They're they're, they're the pastor. No, yeah. they got supposed to. I don't get why these I don't get why these preachers and pastors keep saying that they know people's spiritual viewpoints or spiritual levels, and, th- and they know how to discern people. How you know how to discern people when you don't hey, know how to discern yourself? Hey, I wonder if I, it's I because they base it off of who goes to the altar or not. It's based off performance. It's exactly. about uh, it's based off performance how you carry yourself. Because I had a preacher say this. I had a preacher told 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 me this so many times, and a preacher from the pulpit and happy people convinced by this statement right here. He said from the pulpit, "I can tell how close you are to God by just by me shaking your hand." I was like, "What did you just say?" He said it again, "I can tell how close you are to God by just just by me shaking your hand." So just by you shaking my hand. Or anybody here, you can tell how close no, there are to God. The prophecy preacher right there. Like, I thought we don't supposed to have prophecy preachers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was, but it wasn't I mean, was enough God. Like, like, they got the, like, they, 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 like, they the Holy Spirit or something. Now, I know yeah. the Holy Spirit within us. But yet again, they acting like they the ones that control the Holy Spirit. They know the Holy Spirit use them in a way to, to, to lay hands on people. Yeah. That, that sounds like some charismatic mess right there. That's that's that that's that Benny Hands and TD Jakes type exactly. stuff right there. Exactly. And, and let me tell y'all this. Let me tell y'all this. When he said that, I I, I was like, what? And here's the thing. This is where the Easter started going out here. After he did that, a lot of people started leaving. A lot of people started leaving the Easter group because they felt my brother felt he started. He was one of them. He left the Easter group because he felt like he wasn't one. Other people left the Easter group because they felt like they wasn't one. I don't know his whole method of thinking. He was thinking that maybe if I can get the ones that are hyper spiritual, if I can get them the the discipleship disciple the other one. No, 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 no. They're used to group. group, yep, group, group. You when you start trying to split them, <laughs> separate them from each other, that is not a group no more. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's not a group no more. That's not even unity. There's not no unity or nothing. And, and he started trying to separate them. You know, let me tell y'all something. This is a dumb thing. I, I wish I never I never went to the I did go to that connect group, but I never stayed there. Like I was not really committed to it because I was just the I, I like I said, I hated church. I didn't like it no more. I was not happy there. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I was not happy there at that at that youth group. I remember when I uh, I remember like I never understood this, so my brother could couldn't go, but I could go. Do you understand? You causing a business between a family by doing that. Yep. yep. Come on. But yet again, you don't see that. You just see yourself righteous in your image. Yep. And for all I care, if you're watching, if he is watching one day, or if he does watch this video one day, I hope he can know how much you teenagers you have hurt when well, you supposed to been bringing these kids close to Christ. But you turn them farther away from Christ. You can sit there and say I'm a rebel. You can sit there and say, "Oh, he 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 has a he has a bad spirit," like he will always say. You remember he said, "You got an evil spirit, a bad spirit, or you got authority a bad problem. spirit, a bad spirit, or you got an authority problem." Authority. You're a rebel. You know he will always say that. Yep. Yet again, when have you looked at yourself though? Mm. Yeah. You're not talking about just one or two people that had a problem. It was like multiple people that had a problem with this guy. Come on. And parents had a problem with him. But yet again, he was right in anything he said. 
I, I tell you, I saw my friend, this is what really hurt me. This is what I think that what caused me to go into Christ more. When I started seeing a lot of my friends that I was close to, that I used to hang out with. Me and Jane, we all had a big old group. They used to come over mm -hmm. to my house. We used to hang out together. When they started, I started seeing them leave one by one by one. Man, that's crazy that you're saying that because, wow, you're seeing the exact same thing I told my pastor today. Some of them, some of them, uh, wow. one of them, mm -hmm. thank God he's back in church, but one of them went way out there in the world and, and end up doing, you know, uh, drugs and stuff like that. But look, I thank God he came back. But but you see how much damage. Come on, the power, yeah, and lordship mm. can cause other people to fall. Yep. Yeah. Not just fall. Fall. Not. It's not just falling. They would never come back. Yeah, it is a falling away from God. Yeah. Yeah. Based on. And I, 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 I'm sad to say this, but God's gonna do a pretty big judging. I yeah. think. Well, He's gonna be like, "Well, you caused this person to not even love me anymore." Yeah. But also, you messed up his mind. That's the thing. This is a corrupting process of. Our minds become corrupted of who God truly is. Yeah. Yeah. We think of God as this controlling authoritarian because that's how he's made out to be. Yeah, this dictator. When he's not. Can I say, and can I say this? Can I say this? You know, I'm going to shut up on passing on Jane. I went over. <laughs> the Bible says, Love thou me more than these. I, I think about that verse. When he says, lovest thou me more than these. Can I say when it comes down to these, power, these, money, these, internet, these, games, tradition, mm -hmm. these, tradition. Mm -hmm. Lovest thou me more than these. Can I tell you what happened to some of these men of God and these pastors and preachers? Can I tell you what happened? Mm -hmm. They started loving power more than Jesus. Mm. Man, come on. <laughs> you are a preacher now. Come on. Yep. The Bible says this. I, let me say this real fast. I'm going to shut up. The Bible says, uh, I'm thinking in the book of Matthew, it says, if any man sell a fit one of these little ones, it would be better for him to be, t you know, have a millstone tied around his neck and be thrown to, like, the bottom of the lake. Ocean. That's what the Bible says. Ocean. Yeah, ocean. Ocean. That's what the Bible says. If you're offending who in the faith, one of these little ones, you know what little ones are? Us. You know, Christians. Babes in Christ. Offending who? Babes yeah. in Christ. <clears throat> Giving people a false false view of God of God mm. truly is. That the verse, right, the I'm, verse I'm done that, now. The verse that said that is Matthew 18, verse 6, because I got in the article. It says, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a milestone were hanging about his neck and that were thrown in the depths of the sea. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's Bible. That, and yep. the so, definition, I, I believe, of the word offend, which I've heard before, means scandal, scandalous. Yep. To rob. To rob. Can I say something? Go for it. When it comes down, when you think, when you read that verse, yeah. I, and I, I just want to say this with this whole podcast, because we're giving out scripture. We're, yeah. we're giving out yeah. on the on subject. Now, I know mm. we, we, we kind of lagged a little bit in other past episodes, but we still gave our Bible in some areas. But we're giving our Bible on this type of stuff. Yeah. Because let me tell you why. Because this stuff that these pastors and preachers are doing is destroying young people. 
Can I, yep. I, I can't stand. I can't stand mm-hmm. when I hear older folks say, "Our generations have failed you." No, no, no. You haven't failed us. Yet. Yeah. By you saying that, that means you are them giving up on the next generation. Yeah. Ooh, that's and worse. Young people, and, and, and can I say these young people, people my age, our age, we're looking at this stuff, mm-hmm. and you wonder why these young people are going to these contemporary modern type churches. Because look, they finding something that they they couldn't find inside an old fashioned traditional Bible believing church. Because yeah, what, they actually I, find I, the I, love of God there. I'm sorry to yeah. say, yeah. they actually find the love of God there. Yeah, it's true. I hate to say it's Bible believing because yet again, if it was Bible believing, y'all, y'all we wouldn't have this problem. But yet mm-hmm. again, y'all call it Bible believing though. It ain't no Bible believing because it's not. No. It's, it's everything God. It's it's man made believing. That's what it is. Exactly. Truly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I, I gotta I gotta shut it down. I gotta shut it down. I I I I done I done went over time. I went over time. That was good though. It was good. No, that was yeah, that's good, bro. Come well, on, James. Preach, brother. They, they, oh, you can you can top that. I believe in you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the whole time he was talking, I was thinking. Which story I'm gonna tell? I got, boy, I got a book full. You understand what I'm saying? What's up with that, man? Hey, tell me, yeah. boy, my stories about big as Isaiah's Bible, boy. It's not playing with me now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but you know, come on, I, bring before the I heat. Even start, before, I, before I even start talking, I, I want to talk, just talk about something Isaiah was saying, and, and, and that's just well, it was more Isaiah and Micah together. Yeah, is that when you're dealing with somebody that that is over you, that is your leader, and they and they are, are, are ruling. Yeah, come on. They're not leading you. They come are on. ruling over Ooh. you. Yeah. When they rule over you, it breaks you down mentally. Oh, yeah. It breaks you down physically. It breaks you down spiritually. Mm. It reached a point where you don't want to love God no more. You don't want to go to church no more. You don't want to pray no more. You mm. want to be at home. Yeah. That's how you get into the world in the first place. But anyway, let me, let me go ahead and get into what I'm about to say. Uh, mm. You <laughs> know... Like, 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 like Isaiah said, I, I went to that same thing. Like I, I said, and I think like it was like a racing episode. I don't remember. But, you know, I never fit the box. My church wanted me to fit. Mm, I was yep. always Me too. I, yep. I don't fit that box. I never will fit that box. Mm-hmm. To this day, I don't fit that box. But, Amen. Uh, mm-hmm. Come on. Going to, going, to the, going to the youth group, anybody who, who know me, if y'all watching this, you know. I'm loud. I'm ostentatious. I'm, I'm childish. I love to have fun. I believe God gave me a sense of humor to spread joy. Amen. After. So that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I cannot go around being sad and mad. I'd rather be happy. I don't, mm-hmm. care, if I'm, I don't care if I'm being petty happy. I still rather be happy. And so, you know, that's just who I am. It's always who I've been. And, and I got into a youth group. Like I said, you said at first, it was good. Everything went nice. It was a real smooth. It was great. I, just honestly, it was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not to you would. And then, like I say, something happened. What happened? And I'll get into that. I don't know. I truly, honestly, God, truth, I have no clue what happened. I, I don't know. I never will know what happened. Uh, but I, but much like Isaiah, things took a turn. And much like Isaiah, it started with the whole preacher thing. I had just literally, like, I think maybe like a month before that, surrendered to missions. That's my first experience preaching. I was nervous. I was scared. Also, like Isaiah, I did honestly, I didn't feel like God wanted me to preach that youth group. That's just how I feel about that. It's like he did. And to, to be told, I am going to preach at a youth rally. How are you going to tell me to preach? Because, much like Isaiah said, when it came, look, when I was praying, praying in my pew, and I said, Lord, 
I don't know what you want me to do with my life, but you want something from me. I, I, I give you my life. I give you my all. When I said that, I did not hear my youth pastor voice. I wasn't talking to my youth pastor. Oh, I, was talking right. to Lord, I was talking to the Lord above. So I, I don't I don't believe that I should be behind a pulpit in a bad spirit because that 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 would not end well for you. Amen. Oh yeah, come on. To that sermon. Come on. Now, you heard the voice of God, not the voice of man. Amen. Now I ain't touching it too much. I say he touched on it more than enough. Yep. <laughs> he got so I, that basically I felt the same way. You know, over time I just continued to be myself, and me being myself put me at direct odds with my youth. Yes. Come on, just being brother. the person I am. He didn't like it. He thought I was rebellious. I was rebellious, but my mama raised me to do a lot of things. But something that I stand on, I will always stand on. Those who know me know this is true. I live by this word, by, by this phrase. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. I'm mm. not Amen. here to, I'm not here to I don't care who you are. I, yeah. I do not care who you are. If you're wrong, you're wrong. And I will go from you, Pastor, in private and, and try to talk to him about it. And it went good for a little bit. Then he started getting real disrespectful to me. And I was like, okay, let's relax. Let's, like, let's relax. I don't need mm-hmm. to do all that. I'm just trying to talk to you because you had talked to that person like this. And it, oh, and it, our relationship just soured and soured. And at one, it was bad. It got real. <laughs> it was ugly. It was, boy, draw out arguments in front of everybody. Talking about he disrespected me in public. So I keep that same energy to him in public. And I shouldn't have did that. I'll take the blame for that one. But so it, it just got real bad, and ultimately mm-hmm. ended up me getting, ended up me getting kicked out of the youth group in my church. Now that hurt bad. That hurt really bad. I, I, I loved my church. I was there Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. If the church was open, I was in there, and I was in there early. Church started at seven thirty on Wednesdays. I was there at four thirty. So Amen. I, I just loved, mm. I just loved my church, and, and if that happened, it hurt. And you know, one thing I never forget him telling me, my 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 youth pastor was, he came to my house, telling my couch, he lied to my mama face. I am getting to that. Church. It's a funny story, but I ain't getting to that. Maybe. <laughs> That's um, I, I save. It's a funny story. I say that funny story for a different time. But one thing I do remember him telling me is uh, he, he he looked at me and he said, James, well, actually, let me tell you how the, let me tell you how the whole situation came to a head. Uh, my mom never came to my church. My mom just personally, the honest to God truth, she don't like that church. She don't like my church. And that's that's fine. She never stopped me from going. She just don't like it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I always had relationship with other people. I had second families, third families, fourth families. Mm-hmm. My mom wasn't there. So I had to build bonds with other people to keep me there. And one people I thank God for right here is Isaiah, man. That, Amen. I, me too. Yeah. I've been in the church for 16 years. In 16 years, this right here, other than the, the man who got me into the church, done more <laughs> for me, closest person. Amen. I, I thank God for that. And uh, mm-hmm. Amen. You know, he had told a second family of mine, like really second family at that point, and just went around and told him, "Hey, I think James bad influence on your kids. Don't don't pick James up for church no more. Don't take him home from church. Don't wow talk to him, hang out to him, and and this all get back to me. And I'm like, I'm a bad influence. What do you what what do you mean? Like I'm keeping him out of trouble. If I was not there to try to help them, they would be off in the world. I'm doing my best, and you call me a bad influence." Hey, you're I'm a preacher, keeping, bro. I'm keeping him in mm-hmm. church. And the Powerful. thing was, like y'all said earlier, it comes down to performance. But like yep. I said, I'm a very bold person. I'm a very ostentatious person. I'm yep. you know, the word my, my you pastor used to describe me as flamboyant. I'm like I'm very noticeable. I can't help it. That's who I am. That's my energy, my spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, I don't like the spotlight on accomplishment. Yep. That's not who I am. I'm not that yep. guy. I'm a real humble dude. I I come from nothing. So mm-hmm. I'm humble. I don't want all that extra attention and all that. So I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I didn't talk about it. I don't have to talk about it. 
God know yep. what I'm doing. That's how I feel. As long as God know what I'm doing for him, who else knows does not matter to me. And yeah. so, you know, and he just, you know, just, just judging me and this and that. And women have my back and told, told, told that family, my third family, I, the man who brought me to church, just mm-hmm. spreading lies about my name. And I was very offended. I was, of course, so I told him, mm-hmm. you know, you, if you were talking to you, you can come to my house. We can talk about it, man. Cause this is, I, I'm sorry. I don't respect that. And he came to my house and he didn't come to house to talk about it. He came to my house and tell me I got kicked out of the church in the youth group. Now I ain't gonna lie to y'all. And he said, James, you okay out of the youth group. You know, you know what I said? Take a guess. If I take a guess, give me a guess for what I said. Y'all ain't gonna guess for me. Give me a guess, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you then. I said, praise the Lord. Ooh. I said, praise the Lord. I'm about that youth group. Yeah. Cause I it was deteriorating me. I was tired wow. of fighting the same battle. I fought the battle on Wednesday. I fought on Thursday. Yeah. I fought on Saturday. I fought on Sunday. I fought at camp. I fought at youth conference. It don't matter. I was fighting the battle, trying to be mm-hmm. myself, and he would not allow me to do that. And so I, I was happy. But but something he said, it hurt me. It did. It hurt bad. He told me, he said, James, I feel like yeah. you're the reason our youth group has, has uh, stalled out. Oof. He said, I feel like you're the reason that the spirit of youth group has diminished because your spirit ruins everybody else's spirit in youth group. Mm. And when he told me that, right, my, that my, hurt, my. man. That hurt because at that point in time, like I said, I don't, I didn't speak too much of what I was doing, but Isaiah would know because he was part of it. Me, Isaiah, another friend of mine at the church, every single altar call. Not because we were guilt tripping to it, because we wanted to. We went to that altar and prayed for that youth group. Mm-hmm. Every single altar call at home, my prayer life, I prayed for that youth group. I was trying to do everything I could for that youth group. For him to tell me that, that broke my heart to pieces. Wow. Because you, you you're judging me and you do not know anything about what I'm doing mm-hmm. for this youth group. He was basically it, saying it, that you were the problem. This was yes, he said I was the problem, and it hurt so bad. And I'm gonna tell y'all, I said this, and I said it out of bad spirit. So just keep that in mind. But I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I said this because, like I said, I was hurt, and it's my response. And I, I do believe part of it was true. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Speak the sir, truth. Please what, keep us talking, bro. What what I told him was, I said, you come into my house, you were telling me I'm the problem in the youth group. I'm one teenager. I'm one teenager. You or the youth pastor. This mm. is your ministry, not mine. Mm. And I come told on. Him, I said, mm. I said, you come to me, blaming me for the fellow youth group, saying it's my spirit. Mm. Come on. He said, he said I criticized, but you coming to me, blaming every failure of the youth group, putting on my back, on my shoulders. I said, as long as you run that youth group, mm-hmm. come on. I said you can. I said you can kick me out. I said, but as long as you run that youth group, it will never grow again. Mm. Now, here we are about four years later. It did not grow again. But anyway, that's beautiful. <laughs> Man. <laughs> uh, but, like, a question. Like, yeah. Um, like, we know the pastor and the youth pastor, they are sheep, too. Yeah. They are sheep too. Being led by the shepherd upstairs. If you get my drift. We all don't answer to a man. Mm. 
We are answer to God. I don't care what this preacher says or what this dude pastor says because I don't answer to him. I don't need to answer to him. I'm glad that I don't have to answer them because he ain't just. But my God's just. He's holy. He's un- like he's gonna judge me accordingly. But all these other people, they're gonna be biased. And that's a problem. We have a bias in our heart where we will judge this person or this person because we don't like them. Critical judging. Yeah. We just don't like them and we just want to see them fail. I think it's, it's Michael, let me say this for a second. I think there, there's something a lot deeper. And I'm, I know I'm, I'm on camera for saying this, but I just got to speak the truth. Because everything you said, DeMarc, I'm not DeMarcus, but James, it was, and even you too, Isaiah, it was like, you, what you guys spoke, but then I don't know how long mm-hmm. you've been talking. But word from word, like from how you felt, what it did to your relationship to God, from the blame, mm-hmm. it's like you guys been like living my life from like the whole past month. I mean, word from from word, yeah, perfect. But what's so deep about this is, it's like I feel like your youth pastor was afraid of you because you had the power of God more on your life than he had. I I I I I I I actually got something to say about that. But go ahead. I got I got another story. Yeah, he 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 felt threatened because you had the power of God. You were more knowledgeable. That you actually wanted to do what God told you to do, not man. And since you know, and he didn't like that because he he sold out. A lot of these preachers sold out. They don't. They all do what they sell to the devil. They'll sell, they'll sell out to that love offering. Oh, yeah. They'll, you know, they'll sell out to that church. You know, they'll sell out to you know, these, you know, to these standards. They'll sell out to, you know, to, uh, to, you know, to cover up so they can still get their paycheck. You mm. know, as long as their you know, back is getting, you no, know, as, as long as their back is getting rough, as long as they're getting their, you know, their missing support, they, you know, mm. sin can run rampant. No, no kids can be manipulated. Mm. No altars can no be no quote unquote flooded. Oh, no, yeah, flooded by uh, manipulate. Yeah, manipulation guilt trip. You know we can all fake. You know fake God's spirit. As long as they're getting paid, they don't care. And if any man like me, you, Micah, Isaiah tries to preach truth and preach against that, we're the enemies because you no, know, we're stopping. Mm. No, we're stopping. No, yeah, we're stopping their money. We're no, we're stopping. No, we're stopping their false no mm-hmm. propaganda that it's, they're trying to spread. It's the political game, game in the church. In the church. And all honestly, I, I was gonna touch on that too. Go for uh, it. Uh, go. I, I was gonna touch that, but first I'm, I'm gonna tell a story like like Julia said, like he was afraid of me. I don't I don't believe he's afraid of me because he believed I had. Such a god, I'm like nothing like that. I wasn't nothing special. Uh, but one thing I did tell him is, uh, he had pro- he had approached me like a year and a half prior. But this, but with this whole like saga began, truly, he wanted me to be a leader, and you, I said no. I, like I said, I don't like all that attention. I just don't. So being a leader, I didn't want to do it. I said no. I don't want to lead these group. Uh, unbeknownst to me, I, I kind of realized that as I was gone and I talked to people still in youth group, and uh, they told me, well, James, you might have told him no. 
but you selected you group. He said, whatever energy you had is an energy that was to the youth group. If you came in happy, we was happy. You came in sad, we was sad. You came in mad, we was mad. He said, you let that youth group, no matter if we went to or not. And I thought about that. It, I ain't gonna lie, that broke my heart too. Mm-hmm. Not because I was broken hearted, I was the leader. I, it broke my heart because I thought back at where I made my mistakes. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I let the youth group down. I take the blame for that, but I would not take the blame for ruining the youth group. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I, I refuse to. I, I've had too many people come to me through the, through the years, even when I was out of church, and told me, "You are the reason I, I have confidence in myself now. You are the reason that I that I, I strive for God more now. You are the reason mm-hmm. I stand up for myself. You encourage me because that's all I ever wanted to do. I love people. I want to see people be great. Where I come from, we have no hope. I yes. want to give these kids hope. That's all I want to do. All I ever wanted to do, and and I hope it's all I ever did. But with that being said, I did tell him. I said, you know, I feel like you don't like me for a reason. He said, I don't, I don't have a problem with you, Daniel. I said, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I did. I said, yeah, whatever. And I said, I thought like your problem with me is, I said, you feel like I have more control over you than you do. Hmm. I said, I put it in words like this. I told him, I said, I said, if I tell them to jump, they're going to ask me how high. I said, if you tell them to jump, they're going to look at me for permission first. And I think that bothered him that I was able to connect with those teenagers at that level. Because he could. Yep. Because you didn't have a true relationship. And that's the thing. Ding, all, ding, I ever ding, tried ding, to, ding. all I ever tried to be was myself. And every friend I have at my church as of right now have told me. I, I, I went through last, last, uh, towards the end of last year and asked everybody, why? Why are you friends with me? Mm. Please tell me why. You know, because I want to know, like, Isaiah, that's different. This, <laughs> that's my brother. No, nah, me and Isaiah been through thick and thin. We mm-hmm. didn't been through everything together. Yep. I, yeah, I me and my kids the same. I ask people who, <laughs> Mostly. who don't, have a real, don't, don't have a real reason to be friends with me. You know, like, there's nothing that, that bonds us, you know? Mm-hmm. And I asked them, why are you friends with me? They said, well, you a good, you a good person, first of all. They said, you a good person. It's, they said you stand for what's right, and you. And, but one thing that everybody said, they said you are genuinely you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't ever have to doubt who you are, and that's all I ever wanted to be, and all I ever want to continue to be, is to be my genuine self. Now, with that being said, I'm actually gonna touch on what Alex asked me to touch on, and that was more Isaiah spoke more about controlling the spirit. Mm-hmm. I won't speak more on controlling relationships inside of you. When I say relationships, I don't mean boyfriend, girlfriend. I mean relationships, <laughs> friendships, basically. Come friendships, on. Like yeah, this. come on. I can't tell you how many times you guys came up to me and told me, hey, that person, bad friend for you. Hey, this person, bad friend for you. Yep, hey, come on. You're you're better than them spiritually. No, I'm not. I ain't better than nobody spiritually. They'll get that out of the way. Hey, you be you keep friends, being friends with them, you gonna fall. Hey, they're better than you spiritually. Be friends with them, they gonna fall. Hey, just I'm I'm not even gonna touch. I, I touch on real fast. I ain't gonna go into nothing. I'm just gonna say it like this: many, many times, our youth pastor sabotaged the youth group from within. He went from teenage to teenage, family to family, talking bad about other teenagers. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna move forward. But one person that I want to talk about specifically is Isaiah. He told me. He <laughs> came to me and said, James. You are better than Isaiah spiritually. You need to stop being his friend, because if not, he going to bring you down. First of all, look, Isaiah hate when I do this. <laughs> but I'm going to brag on Isaiah right fast. Oh, my. Back then, 
even now, but back then for real, I wasn't on the same level with this boy. I, I was barely praying. <laughs> I was barely praying. <laughs> Tell some read my Bible. What's that? <laughs> I was I was just coming to church. I'm being look, bro. I'm being honest. Yeah, come that's on. where I was spiritually. I came to church. Mm-hmm. For him to say that, I'm like, you must not know. I want to be better because of Isaiah. Yeah. So I, must have, I, I was like, how am I be friends with Isaiah? If he up here and I'm down here, it don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. So I want to be better then because of Isaiah. So Isaiah became a so winning part of became my best friend. Man, I grew a lot spiritually because of Isaiah. And he told me that Zach obviously was going to happen. That's why I trust God, not man. But anyway. Oh, um, come on. Yep. Mm. And then, you know, also, Isaiah had mentioned them earlier. We, uh, one of our friends, our friend group, honestly, our friend group legit, one by one, left the church. One by one, gone. Only people in that church that remain, that was in our initial friend group, is me, Isaiah, and our other friends they spoke about earlier that came back to church. Now, with that being said, it was just Isaiah until me and my friend returned last year. So you, that they could just tell you a lot, but I. Mm-hmm. When it comes to it comes to that certain friend, I, I I have a good relationship with that with that person. Uh, honestly, he's one of my one of my brothers too, man. He brother me too, and I cannot tell you how many times people told me they said James, give up on him. James, let him go. He gonna ruin you. You cannot do nothing. He cannot come back to mm-hmm. church. You, he's done. James, leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Well, I got something to tell everybody who told me that. Where, where, where y'all see him on Wednesday? Mm. Where y'all see him on Thursday? Mm. Where y'all see him on Thursday? Come on. Where y'all see him on Sunday? Mm-hmm. He back in church. He growing spiritually as a man. He yep. growing as a man. What, what? What? But you know what? But you know what I did? I didn't let man tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't let them tell me give up on him because who am I to give up on anybody? Yep. Because God give give up on me. I come mm-hmm. from absolutely. No, I'm, I'm a nobody. Wow. The life I live. It, Cause look, I got saved young, so all my bad happened after I was saved. Mm-hmm. The fact that I can't lose that, I can't forget that. Yeah. I can't forget what God brought me through. Mm. So for them to sit there and tell me, give on that boy, y'all be ashamed of y'all He back in church, he doing great things, and I'm proud to say mm-hmm. that I follow God. I follow what God wanted me to do, and not what y'all wanted me to do. Now don't don't get me wrong, do not get me wrong, boy. There were times, there were times where I. Was, I, I said, I'm done with you. I said, I think it to myself real quick. I'm done with him. And immediately, God, you done with who? Who you done with? Not mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. You stay with him. God told you to. Wow. Yep. And to God be the glory, where who he is. Yep. All because I, I, all because I listen to God, not man. Yeah. And that's all I got to say on that. Can I say something? Do not, yes, you can. I, we, we, probably, we should probably start something. to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I click at the top. I, know, I, know. I was like, but, but my main, look, my main point. Give you nothing outside of this is if you are a pastor, come on. If you are a youth pastor, do not try to control these kids' spirits. Now, I'm not saying if you if you see somebody who's just doing wrong, I understand you pastor. Your job is to take care of that and help them out. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I am telling you is. If they come to you and tell you that God working on their heart and God wants them and God wants to help them help this person, that God wants them to stay with this person and try to build them up, mm-hmm. don't crush, don't crush that and be like, nah, you can't do that yet. I can do all things through Christ. 
Mm. Hey, I can do all things. Come on. So I just want I just want to say to you pastors, to the pastors, do mm. not squander these young kids for holding on. These kids can. I I would also great thing yeah. if you let them do it. Mm-hmm. And to anybody out there who may anybody who doing the same situation, don't 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 you do it. You always follow what God wants you to do because men, men do not see what God sees. Yeah. God got a plan and all you got to do is be a part of it. And I promise you, you will bring him glory through and you'll be blessed for it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, people, because like I said, when people, I kicked out, people talk about me about being dead. But guess what? I'm back in church mm-hmm. and I just recommitted my life back to the Lord, back to missions again. Come yeah. On. Man. God used me while, God, this is the thing. God used me when I was out of church. Mm. I was out of church. God still used me to do great things. God still used me to help people. Hey, don't let no man tell you what God's will is for you because they don't know. Yeah. It's called God's will, not your pastor will, not mm-hmm. your youth pastor will, not your mama, your daddy, your sister, your mm-hmm. grandma, your grandpa. It's, it's, it's God's God. plan. <laughs> it's God's, 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 God's plan. Now I'm done. Yeah. Now. Hey man, can I can I say something? I know we we already went over time, but <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, we, God just already met, hey, met with us. Like we just Spirit said, you up. cannot control the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit showed up, y'all. The Holy Spirit showed God's up. God's plan. I gotta say this. Woo. I gotta say this. Now I'm now in the future. I'll be preaching on the pod on the podcast, and I'm I'm preaching a message called "I Will Not Bow Down." And 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 I started. I opened up my Bible in Daniel chapter three, mm-hmm. and it talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happened to them. We know that you know they didn't bow down. I started thinking about everybody that bowed down around these three Hebrew boys because probably they let fear get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. They let man-made tradition get a hold mm-hmm. of them. They let power get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. They let all these things get a hold of them inside their life. But these three Hebrew boys, you know what they thought? They said, "We know who we believe in." Mm-hmm. We know who our God is, mm-hmm. and the God you're trying to make us bow down to ain't our God. And can I tell you something? We 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 look at this passage and we see that that throughout the course of time, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown in a fire furnace. Why? Because they wouldn't bow down. And mm-hmm. some of those men, they said they piped up and they said they said uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, did, did we not see? Did we not throw three men inside the fire? Nebuchadnezzar, was like, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, hypothetical, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm being, but that never get, yeah, we have those three men in the fire. Yes. But it looked like the fourth man is the son of God. Mm-mm-mm. I got to say this to some, some somebody up in here. If you're watching right now, I just got to say this. We all, in this situation, we told our, me and James told our story today. I just got to say this, is that we went through fire. But Jesus was in the midst of the fire. Yes, he was. Amen. Hey, God's going to show up every time you need him. When you feel like you're lonely and Mm. cold and Mm. you feel like you have nobody to turn to, can I tell you something? God is always there. He always will show up when you need him every time you need him. And I I, I said this on my video on on social media a while back about getting my fire lit again. And I just got to read these verses before we shut it out. I I, I got to. There's one thing I have to add to. There's one thing I have to add after you're done. Go ahead. Oh, right now? Okay. Okay. Yeah, go ahead right now. Okay, there's a passage in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, and it's always been an apical thing to me. It says, Behold, this is Jesus talking. This is what Jesus is saying. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will 
come into him, and will sup with him, and he with me. I, I feel so strongly about this, guys. Is that we've kicked Jesus out. And Jesus is knocking on that door. He's knocking on that door. And he wants to come into the church house. And he wants to come in to be with us, to speak to us, to show us his love and compassion. But we've kicked him out because of all these man-made traditions, all these man-made standards, all this legalism. I'm getting sick and tired of it. I'm going to blow a head gasket. Amen. I got to I got to I got to say this. In Psalms 3 and I I know you probably watched my video a while back uh of uh talking about getting my fire lit and, oh, yeah. uh, and talking about how people turned against me and mm -hmm. talked down about me. And I, I have to say this because you know, I believe God showed up here tonight. Mm -hmm. I really do. I believe he shows up every time we make a video, but tonight he showed up. <laughs> and I got to say this and this mm -hmm. was Psalms 3 uh, I'm going to read the full chapter right here. It says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Mm -hmm. Many are they that rise up against me. Oh. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God's Salah. But mm. thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of mine head. I cry unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Salah. Mm -hmm. I lay me down and slept. I awake for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000 people that have set themselves <laughs> against me around about. Arise, O Lord, save me, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheek. Mm -hmm. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly salvation belongs unto the Lord thy blessing is upon thy people Salah Amen. can I tell you in, in a couple of verses it says no weapon formed against you shall prosper mm -mm. if God before you who, who can be, be against, against you? you I'm just trying to tell y'all mm. something tonight God showed up and can I tell y'all something friends mm -hmm. you may have been spiritually abused mm -hmm. we talked about racism we talked about sexual abuse, mm -hmm. and tonight we're talking about lordship. Basically, it's underlying of spiritual abuse. Can I tell you something, friend? If God before you, who can be against you? Mm. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Mm -hmm. You, There's going to be people that's going to try to tell you what your life is supposed to be. They may be going to try to tell you to conform to something that they want you to be, but not what God wants you to be. Mm -hmm. You just follow Christ. And not follow man. Yeah. I always say, I say this now. I say it a lot now. And a lot of people got mad at me. A lot of people wrote me off. And look, some of y'all friends that cut me off, don't say nothing to me no more. Y'all don't like me no more. That's fine. I still love you. Amen. But I'm just going to say that you wasn't my friend from the beginning with, from the get-go. Because if you truly was, you would still been by my side when I called out this stuff. Mm -hmm. You're picking through what you wanted, that you want to see that comes out on the open. It mm -hmm. comes out on the table. But you don't pick and choose when it comes out to this sensitive stuff. And that's mm -hmm. fine. I don't, I don't mind that. You want to be that way? You want to be a sissy for Christ? Go ahead and be a sissy for Christ. But I, I'm going to be I'm gonna be a bold guy for Christ. And, and, and I'm just going to say this. I'm going to I'm gonna have to let it go. I'm just going to have to say this. 
people have wrote me off. People have talked down about my relationship. People have said a lot of stuff that was just rude and disrespectful. And I started thinking about it. I said, you know what? Isaiah, who are you doing this for? Come on. Mainly, are you doing it for God? Yeah. Are you doing it for people? Are you doing it for God? Mm -hmm. Like I said, love is thou me more than these. I'm not going to let people allow me to create something that they want me to be. I'm just going to let yeah. God. Uh, I'm just going to let God control me. There's, there's one thing, awesome thing I might want to add. When talking about the defense of our Christian life, and you know we're going to be attacked. Been attacked a lot. But one thing that keeps on growing in our the whole armor of God is our shield. The shield of faith. You know, that, that's the thing. Like You can have this huge shield that protects your whole entire body. Or you can have this super tiny shield that just protects your heart. And friend, one thing I would love to add is let's grow our faith in Christ. And his So then that when the wiles of the devil come and you know he's gonna come, he uses men. It's sadly to say, but sometimes the devil uses the man of God himself to beat to beat you down, to weaken you. But let's grab on that shield of faith. The protection of our life. Like I said, I'll keep saying it to the day I die. Mm -hmm. Might as well put it on my tombstone. Because I want people to understand this. I don't, I'm not controlled by, the, by a man. Come on. I'm not controlled by a movement. But God, it's the one that gets the final authority mm -hmm. on my life. Yeah. And if preachers and pastors, young people that you're going inside being a youth pastor or a pastor or evangelist or missionary, always remember this. It's not about you. It's about him. Stop trying Come to on. control everybody's life. You do the preaching and the teaching and let God do the working inside their heart. Yep. You're not their God. But God is their God. Mm -hmm. Stop! Stop! It, it, let me tell you, young people will be coming to independent fundamental Baptist churches if we just learn how to not let power get to our head. Mm -hmm. And let me tell y'all, pastors and preachers, can I tell y'all something? Y'all staff members and deacons and members, y'all gotta have accountability to each other. Mm -hmm. Keep accountability and transparency. Mm -hmm. yes, and transparency. Keep that because if you don't have that, and you let that power get to your head. You, you're gonna have a lot of people that's gonna be. You're going to start getting out there and you're going to start doing stuff that you, that, 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 that's just going to try to control people and, mm. and manipulate people. And you know what that's going to do? That's not benefiting you. It's not benefiting Christ. Yep. Man. So I, that's, that's, what, that's why, I'm, that's why I, I think this was a good episode today. I really do. I think God showed up tonight. I think that, you know, I, I hope a lot of people watch this. 
and uh, they get to see this episode, I, I think it's going to be a help and a blessing to people. Mm-hmm. I know there's some people that are wounded and hurting right now. There's some people I remember, James, we remember when I, we first started uh, talking again. And I remember we first met each other. All of us were sitting there talking about what happened at youth group. Yeah. And I saw a guy, the guy he was talking about that's now in church. He was smoking dope and on, and doing stuff he wasn't supposed to be doing. But look where he is now. Mm-hmm. Back he at turned. the foot of the cross. Back with Jesus. Doing, what, do, doing, doing something for Christ. And he has mm-hmm. became more of a man now. I see one guy that's bitter. I'm still praying. I hope that he can get that business out of his heart. But he bitter at the R U R O former youth pastor. Yeah, you, you got to forgive and forgive, man. You got to move on. Yeah, you yeah. got to forgive. You got to move on. You got to forgive. Yes, you can explain your experience, but you got to forgive him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I, just like you said, Micah, about being at the foot of the cross. Can I say something? Forgiveness comes down to the foot of the cross. Yeah. Everybody's equal. That's what. Everybody's equal. Comes down at the foot of the cross. Hurt. Yep. Come down at the foot of the cross. Yep. Sinners. Come down at the foot of the cross. Sinners, like you said, come down at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, uh, those come at the foot of the cross. But the first thing it has to start with forgiveness. Yep. Yeah, come on. And I think, I think, I pray, I pray that these people that are hurting and yeah. are wounded by by these this situation, I pray that they can overcome it. You know, I I, I know there's some people that went off and. Went to these contemporary church and stuff like that, and you getting where you feel like God is leading you towards that direction. Then do do what God wants you to be, uh, wants yep. you to do. And you just follow Christ and stuff like that. Um, I know Dewey's been quiet and shedding tears. Dewey, do you have anything that you would like to say before we close out? And can you nothing? nothing? He, he he got nothing. Per- we got nothing, man. Per- nothing. Perfect. It was like if you if you're not touched by this, man, you you ain't gonna be moved by nothing else. Man, that was a good episode, guys. Yeah, can uh can Julie can you close it out for uh with a word of yeah yeah hey Isaiah, you want to take off your hat real quick, man? Oh yeah, yeah, that's my yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah let's let's go, dear Lord, thank you for, um for this day, thank you for man that love you, Lord, ladies out there that love you, that's just one do right, just want to yes, obey man. your word, Lord, and sometimes I know that you know mankind. You no, know, we like to have our hands and everything. We like to have our foot and everything. And it's like, it just takes, you know, off the power of you. It's just, you no, know, I know it takes your image, but th- I'm thankful for the ones out there, Lord, that just want to magnify you, that just want to uplift you, that want to stand for truth more than anything else. And I said, Lord, like, um, for those who are tuning into this podcast, Lord, I know and we know that there's been people who lives has been ruined by abusive leadership, and those who were in authority, maybe a youth pastor, maybe a pastor wife, even the pastor himself. As said, Lord, like um, you know, people will understand our hearts where we're coming from because we just didn't come out here to rant, but to tell a story and how to you know overcome. And as said, Lord, like people our hearts will be touched like mine was. Mm-hmm. As said, people can be encouraged, be blessed. But more importantly, Lord, like, you know, forgive. Mm-hmm. If they don't forgive, they're not, I'm sorry, but, you know, they're not going to grow spiritually and they're not going to be able to move forward. I ask that, Lord, like, just, you know, at the foot of the cross, you know, if, you know, if you can forgive us, you know, of our sins, who are we not to forgive, you no know, others of theirs? I ask that, Lord, like, bless the uh, part two series of this next week. Keep us safe. 
That on all these things you pray your precious name. Amen. Amen. Before we head out and before we uh leave, uh I would like for you to listen to a song. Uh, it's called No Weapon. And uh it's you probably heard it plenty of times if you watch our full episode and our outro and uh you hear the piano playing in the background, it's called No Weapon. I think you'll be encouraged and blessed. And so we're gonna have that played uh right now. So y'all God bless y'all. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Amen. Peace. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It won't work. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It won't work.
just ain't one. There just ain't one. There just ain't one. Although they've said a snare and a trap, I want you to know it won't work. Ooh, no, no, no. There just ain't one. Thanks for tuning in to the IBU podcast. We pray that it was a blessing to you. Guys, if you haven't checked us out on all of the podcast platforms of your choice, be sure to like us on Facebook and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And guys, if you guys do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we would like to invite you to accept him today. The Bible says in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Amen. So guys, we hope you guys had a great day, great time listening. Peace.